the Army National Guard is offering up to a $20,000 enlistment bonus and other tuition benefits to qualified candidates, including new recruits and those with prior military service. Already received your education or currently in school? You may be eligible for up to $50,000 in student loan repayment. Get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. Learn more about these benefits. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Hi, I'm Alec Baldwin for Save the Manatee Club. Manatees are wonderful. Their gentle, playful ways are fascinating to watch. Yet these harmless marine mammals face growing threats to their survival. Many manatees are injured or killed from boat strikes or other human activities, and their habitat is being lost. Manatees need your help. Please call Save the Manatee Club at 1-800-432-JOIN or visit www.savethemanatee.org. This is Spagalicious, and you're listening to KCOU Columbia, 88.1 FM. I met her in a club down in Old Soho, where you drink champagne and it tastes like Coca-Cola, C-O-L-A-Cola. She walked up to me and she asked me to dance.
welcome, welcome. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by my good friend Cole Tussing. And on KCOU 88.1 FM, you are listening to K&C Sports. And Cole, got anything to say? This is a moment I've been waiting for the entire year and very few weekends in the sports world I'm more excited for, so I'm ready to go. That is correct. It is it is one of the best weekends in in, in sports out of the whole out of the whole year really. Labor Day weekend, college football has officially returned. And I, I, I couldn't be more excited. Cole, I'm sure you're excited. Uh, and we we're gonna talk about that a whole lot uh, this morning. So make sure to stick with us. KNC Sports, the the college football edition, coming up after the break. Hey, Mizzou fans, did you know that research at the Wellness Resource Center indicates that 80% of MU students have a negative opinion of people who litter during tailgating? This is why Mizzou has the best fans in America. This public service announcement has been brought to you by the Wellness Resource Center, Craft Beer Cellar, and KCOU 88.1 FM. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our community secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. We protect the homeland. We're always there when called upon. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck for Dave2037 so he can buy anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. What are you getting Steve2037? Steve2037 will be just fine. Okay, but don't expect to borrow my anti-gravity boots. Save something for the future. Put away a few bucks. Feel like a million bucks. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. And we're back. Welcome in to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM. We're, uh, we're live online as well at KCOU.FM. You just go on the website, you click the blue box, and, uh, and you're gold. So uh, without further ado, Cole, college football has officially arrived. Uh, there's plenty of big storylines going into not only this week, but this entire season. Um, so I guess my question for you is, uh, what are you most excited about? And I guess what we could even do is, uh, you know, almost run through each game day. I mean, it's, it's wall to wall action for college football. It's, you know, starts on Thursday, ends on Monday this weekend. So, uh, so what, you know, overall, what are you excited about first? Well, there's a lot of, uh, great storylines. You are definitely right about that. There's, it seems like each program has something that they want to play for, and each team, it's the question of, like, which teams are overhyped, which teams are under the radar, which teams, I mean, sure, a lot of these games are, like, non-conference and everything, but it just shows which teams are ready to play right out the gate, or you're going to struggle since week one. Right, and, you know, I think I think that, that notion of starting off the season on on a, on a good note is very important. And you know you're you're playing these cupcake teams, so uh, or at least a lot a lot of schools are. There's some schools that that went out and challenged themselves. You know, gotta gotta give props to them for that. But so um, you know what what teams? You know, we'll go we'll go day by day. So we'll start we'll start on Thursday. Um, what what teams on Thursday do you perceive? You know, foresee 
maybe having a weaker start than most. Well, let's see. Well, you look at the whole Thursday schedule, and one game that really draws my attention is, I don't know if this is from the area, but the Northwestern-Purdue game, you're looking at a Big Ten matchup, and you look at Northwestern, they have struggled you know, a few years recently, but this is a great team. I think a team that goes under the radar, and Purdue plays a slightly different form of Big Ten football than like teams like Michigan and Ohio State and Michigan State. But you're looking at this game and you're like, oh, Purdue should win by 30 because it's in Indiana. They play a faster pace than Northwestern. Northwestern's been struggling a few years, but Northwestern's a team that a lot of people put under the radar, in my opinion. So you, you think Northwestern could wind up pulling the pulling the cover out from uh from Purdue? Yes. That that is, you know, that's a fair a fair guess. Um I think I think Purdue is really going to that that game is going to be a shootout in my opinion. It's going to be close. It's going to be tough fought, um, and of course, it's important for Missouri fans to at least pay a little bit of attention to that one. Uh, of course, Purdue is the Tigers' week three matchup, so uh, definitely a, a game that you know the Tigers can use to uh, to sort of gauge the potential of of Purdue. You know. Um, I, I'm excited to see, um, what New Mexico, like, not New Mexico State, sorry, uh, UCF, what, what UCF will do against UConn, I believe that's a, that's a conference game. Um, I believe, uh, UCF is in the, uh, in the American, and I know that UConn's in the American. So, you know, having a conference game right off the bat like that, um, it'll be interesting to see. How they respond. So that's that's my Thursday matchup to watch for. Okay, now reminder: uh, Mizzou did play in UConn and they absolutely steamrolled UConn. And that's you're talking true. about UCF, a team that claims himself as national champions. And what would it do for the team if they lose against UConn in UConn? That's what I'm saying. If if UConn can pull can pull the upset, the the whole notion that UCF is this national champion team and they're undefeated and they don't get enough respect. Completely deflates that argument, <laughs> you know. If they, if they can't beat UConn in UConn, and that's somebody who Mizzou absolutely steamrolled last last uh, last season, uh, then then you know this idea that you are undefeated national champions and we should give you respect is out the window. Um, of course, we can we can always look at at our our, our uh, SEC. You know, our fellow members of the SEC, fellow members of the Big 12, if you remember, uh, Texas A&M, they're playing Northwestern State. Now, Cole, I want you to give me a guess as to where Northwestern State is. Because that's a small school not too many people know. Well, um, you're comparing it to Northwestern, so I would assume in the same area as Northwestern. You are absolutely wrong. Oh, really? Um, Northwestern State is located, you know... Aptly named, it is in the northwest part of this state, but it is located in Louisiana. Now, I'm, I have to take. I have to think about that for a second. I did not expect that at all. How can you have a northwestern who's on the more north side of Illinois, and then down in Louisiana is northwestern state? You it's, can't make a comparison like that. It's the Northwestern State University of Louisiana. So so it's located in the northwest corner of the state of Louisiana. 
Seems a bit convoluted, yes, but that is uh, that is where that there that is where that school is located. They're taking on Texas A and M uh, in 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 College Station at Kyle Field. Uh, no no relation there, uh, though. I like to think I like to think there there is my my parents. I I, I think I've told you this, Cole. Both of my parents were Aggies. Oh right? yeah. So so I would always be I would always get asked, uh, and and they would always get asked. If if I was named after Kyle I mean, Field, I would take that compliment. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a beautiful stadium. Yeah, I, I, have you ever been there? Have you ever gotten the privilege? I have not, and it's a stadium I want to go to at so, least once. So I went to I went to that stadium a couple years back for a high school football game, because uh, because in Texas, you know, high school football playoffs are huge, right? So we we'd play we play at Rice Stadium, we played at uh, we played at U of H's stadium, we played at Kyle Field. Uh, and when, the first time I went, uh, it was a little bit smaller than it is now. It got it got remodeled uh, after after Johnny Manziel came through and won the Heisman, and you know the 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 program got all the notoriety that that it needed going into the SEC. Um, and then I got a chance to go back again my uh, my senior year of high school, and oh my word, that stadium's humongous! It's beautiful, and I love it. Anyway, uh, so so that's that's the Thursday games. Um, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I guess we'll talk about Friday. This kid died from using illegal drugs. And this kid died from using prescription painkillers. Now you tell me, which one's more dead? Talk to your kids about prescription drug abuse. At KCOU, we constantly need custom apparel. Whether it be t-shirts for special events or performance polos for our sports broadcasters, the only place we trust for our apparel needs is One to One Print Shop. One to One will help your business or organization craft custom apparel at an affordable price. To learn more, go to one-to-oneprintshop.com. That's O-N-E-T-O-O-N-E printshop.com. Almost two centuries, Americans have enjoyed the valuable privileges of freedom. Now, freedom needs each American to dedicate himself to its preservation. We must not allow our liberties to be endangered by neglect of our duties as citizens. During this year of rededication, join with your fellow Americans in reaffirming the principles on which this country is founded and the safeguarding of those principles. Make it your business to see that federal, state, and local governments are conducted honestly. Help to maintain the good morale of your sons and daughters in the armed forces. Learn the facts about all candidates and issues. Then, vote for the one you believe in. Make the most of every minute on your job. Produce as much as you can, and thus increase our military and economic strength. Work for better schools and a better community. Guard your American heritage of freedom. It needs you. And welcome back to KNC Sports, live here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. And so we already talked about the Thursday college football games. We're, we're going to be focusing the whole show on, on college football this week because, well, it's it's college football kickoff weekend. And, well, we're both Cole and I are really hyped. So, uh, so 
Cole, let's let's transition on to Friday. Um, I see one I see one glaring matchup that I think will be the highlight of of this of this day. I'm I'm sure you'll agree with me. So uh, let's let's see if you can guess what I'm thinking. So I actually see a few games that I'm really drawn to this game, but I assume you were drawn to the Syracuse Western Michigan game. No, no, not at oh, all. I was wrong. Then. I was I was I was going to Colorado Colorado State. Oh. Huge, huge okay, rivalry, game. huge rivalry game there. All right, so what draws you to that besides it being Colorado versus Colorado State? Well, that 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 is the draw. All right, fair <laughs> enough. But but but, uh, but, but I, I I can continue a little bit. Uh, you know, Colorado, they're they're ACC now, I believe. No, sorry, Pac Pac twelve. My my bad. Pac twelve. Uh, they were Big Twelve. Now the Pac twelve. Um. They haven't established themselves in Pac-12, really. They didn't really establish themselves in the Big 12 either. So that, you know, that doesn't bode well. Colorado State hasn't, you know, they, it's been off and on for them as well. So the quality of football might not necessarily be the best, but I'm willing to bet that just simply because this is a rivalry game, It'll get heated, it'll be, you know, close, and it'll be exciting. All right, fair enough. So, I can't say much more on that. It's a rivalry game, Colorado versus Colorado State. All right, so now let's jump into Syracuse versus Western Michigan. That's a game that has really drawn to my eye, and I'm sure it's drawn to your eye as well. A little bit, but not too much. Why, why, uh, why are you attracted to that one? Well, because we'll talk about this later, but last year Syracuse was able to beat Clemson's undefeated record, and now you're playing against a cupcake stool like Western Michigan, and when they have a lot of the returning stars coming back this year, so you're wondering if they have all the return, a lot of the returning stars this year, a team that was able to beat Clemson's undefeated streak, make them no longer a undefeated team, and now they're playing a cupcake school. How badly will they beat up on Western Michigan? And how good will this team be this time around? So you think that you think this this could be the start of kind of a a almost benchmark season for Syracuse? I mean, they haven't been truly good in in quite a few years. So you think this this could be the year that Syracuse steps out of the shadows and actually becomes a force? Absolutely. All right, fair enough. I I could I could see that. Um. I think San Diego State Stanford will be an interesting matchup. It's a big Pac-12 game. Um, but other than that, I mean Friday. Friday, there's only about two or three highlight games that I think any, anyone's really gonna care about. Um, but that that means that we can kind of gloss over that and skip on to Saturday. Woohoo! Which that's the biggest Saturday. That's, and that's, a lot of Saturdays. That's that's one. It's it's gonna be one of the biggest Saturdays, you know, of the year in all of sports. You know, this big college football kickoff Saturday, and of course it's Labor Day weekend as well, so we don't have to worry about school on Monday. All right, so I guess we'll go down the list or something because uh, there's a lot of games to talk about here. Yeah, I mean we could. Um, the, I I think we can probably gloss over the squash matches, right? Like. Oklahoma is going to destroy FAU. TCU will destroy Southern. But uh, I'm looking at Texas, Maryland. And Texas is ranked number 23. 
And frankly, I think that that's an overrating. I don't think they deserve to be ranked at all. Albeit, I don't know who you'd replace them with. That's that's the one issue there. But, like, the, the fact is they they hobbled into the Texas Bowl kind of, no, you know, not, not really like Mizzou, but kind of. But they hobbled into the Texas Bowl, and while they did beat up on the Tigers, it, it was like, you know, kind of dumb. I think instead of instead of UT being in there, I would have rather seen either South Carolina or Utah or Oklahoma State or you know some, something along those lines. Okay, fair enough. And so you believe that UT is, doesn't deserve the top twenty-five ranking? Which no, I don't think they do. There's a lot. I would say there's a few teams that people argue that don't deserve. For example, people believe number 25 should not be LSU. Um, I I actually I I I can I can see where people are coming from with that. LSU really didn't have that great a season last year. Um, they they just, you know, it was it was very underwhelming as many an LSU season has been recently. Um, I mean, you, you could say the same thing about Oregon. The the 23, 24, and 25 spots, I think, are, are held by teams who, after, maybe not this week, but maybe maybe after next week, could very well drop out of those spots. Especially when college, especially when conference play rolls around, I think those teams could definitely lose those three spots or they could gain, you know, they could all, those are, you know, as well as being, you know, being teams that are, you know, overrated, they could also come out of the gate and prove that they belong there or even impress, you know, at least me and, uh, and kind of skyrocket up. So, so I'm, I'm willing to kind of, I'm willing to let them stay there for now. I don't think they'll be there by the end of the year. I don't think... I think LSU will probably drop out of the top 25 by the end of the year, just simply because of how they play. Okay. So, going back to the Texas-Maryland game, do you see this as a W for Texas? Because you have to remember, Maryland has struggled with coaching issues and legal issues, and they don't have any identity for the program. Right. That is that is one thing. And they, they don't have a real program identity. You're... you're, you're, you're mentioned all those issues they had they had some huge legal issues um and that they, they came out and they they kind of got buried under the urban meyer scandal but those those kind of things came out around the same time as the whole urban meyer you know issue so like even even now they're still dealing with stuff will that Will that you know kind of bury itself in Maryland's mind, and will the will the Terps not be able to function, or will it have the opposite effect in inspiring those players to be like you know, no one thinks we're good enough, no one really cares about us. Um, I'm willing to bet that this is going to be this is either going to be one of two things. This is either going to be a shootout, or UT is going to blow out Maryland. Okay. I I think if Maryland wins this game, it's going to be a, uh, an extremely close one. It's going to be one of the best games of the week. Uh, but 
but if UT wins, it's not going to be close. It's going to be pretty convincing. And going back to the legal situation, it was a good transition for Oregon State in Columbus for Ohio State. Now, Ohio State is number five ranked in the nation, and I see Oregon State upsetting Ohio State here. So you think that the the kind of like the kind of mind happenings over over in Columbus, and also the the lack of Urban Meyer, you think that will that will lead to an Oregon State victory? Yes, because Oregon State is a great football program. They have been great for the oh, past yeah, they're, few they're, years. They're, they're a good team in the Pac-12. I won't I won't deny that. And also Ohio State, it's kind of like what you were mentioning before with Maryland, how it'll get into the players' heads and affect that. In my opinion, the Urban Meyer situation was handled so poorly that it will get into the players' heads like, does this game really matter when Urban Meyer is only not coaching you for Oregon State but coaching you the rest of the season? Yeah. I... You might be right on that. My my only thought is that Ohio State is still, you know, even without Urban Meyer, th- those players are still great, you know? And and also those players that they have to, they have to kind of put it into their heads that none of them are in the wrong, you know. It's it's not like, it's not like you you remember the the scandal that Baylor got into a couple years back, right? With with the you know all that. It's it's not like that where the players were in the wrong. It's you know, these players were were kind of the 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 you know, they had nothing to do with this, right? It's right. not like the players went and beat up Courtney Smith. This was all Zach Smith. I just feel like... So I, well, and, and so I feel like it takes a different mental toll on you when you know that it was it was only your coach or, you know, and coaches, I guess. It was only your, your coaches that were really wrong here. But I would argue that you are playing in a so, your association with them and you're playing for someone who... Did wrong to another person. That's what well, I was getting at. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, nothing. You know, that's that's a that's a good stance to take on it. And I I would understand if that you know took a toll. My thought is that these players are still just as good. They might have a different leader, but I think that they'll be able to overcome that kind of thing. Uh, but we can move on. Uh, there's a couple of other games that I, you know, that kind of piqued my interest. Um, definitely, you know, as a, as a Houston, as a Houston boy, as someone who grew up in in the city of Houston, Texas, the uh, the Bayou Bowl being week, I, it's week two for Rice, it's week one for Houston, but uh, the Bayou Bowl being the Saturday, is is kind of always huge, at least for me. I I grew up kind of admiring Rice football. Albeit they they they're, they're they're a terrible football team. They they're so bad. It's it's almost pathetic how bad Rice is. And I believe they're getting a new coach this season. Uh, so like you know take take you know take things from bad to worse. But um, I'd be interested. I'm I'm it's it always interests me when the when the Bayou Bowl comes on to uh, comes on the schedule. So. U of H Houston, I think, is going to be one to watch, at least for me. I'm sure for other Houstonians. Uh, you know, looking at this this kind of morning 
half of the schedule. I'm, I'm not even looking before 1 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, do you have anything else that you think would be interesting as a game? Well, I would say sticking to the Tets theme a little bit. Um, Ole Miss versus Texas Tech that, is a yeah. interesting matchup, in my opinion. You have a SEC versus Big 12 matchup. Ole Miss seems to think they established themselves this year with a top recruiting class as far as quarterback and wide receiver. And you look at Texas Tech, who we'll talk about a few other teams, but I feel like they have the pieces, but they underperform every year. And, and I think Ole Miss is still coming off of their... There's there's scandal from from a few years back the whole the whole uh, the the bagmen thing and the all of the the paying recruits and all that you you remember that don't you? Yeah, I do. So so I think you know the the team as a whole is still recovering that personnel was because they took a they had a bull band didn't they and then they got like recruiting docking and stuff like that so the team itself is itself is still recovering. Texas Tech has been one of those under-the-radar Big 12 teams for years now. Like, they can be pretty good, but when it's bad, like, when it rains, it pours in Lubbock. It's like, if if they start playing poorly, it's going to be bad. One interesting thing to note about that game is that it's the, uh, it's the, the Texas football kickoff or whatever it's called. Uh, it's, it's going to be at a, it's going to be at NRG Stadium in, in Houston. Nice. So, That'll be that'll be really man. That's gonna suck for traffic in Houston. That's terrible. That's terrible game planning. You have you have the Bayou Bowl, which for for U of H and Rice students, that's that's huge. Uh, that's that's treated like you know in, in pretty high regard. It's one of the few games that Rice can actually sell out their stadium for. Uh, but then at the same time, you got Ole Miss and Tech playing at NRG. That's that's terrible planning. Houston traffic is already bad. It's going to make it even worse. So, uh, And you're talking about the games yeah. before 1 p.m. I know you came in here talking about the Furman versus Clemson game. That is an interesting story. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to save that for a little bit later because it's just so cool that I, I, I want to kind of I want to talk about it in, in more length than about the three minutes we have before we're going to take another break. So so let's like let's let's bookmark that one. And right, then find enough. find one more one more matchup before one o'clock. Find one more of those matchups to just kind of ramble on for like three minutes. So so which one of these which one of these early morning matchups do you really think is going to be fun? Probably I'm looking at Kentucky State versus oh, Illinois Kent, here. Kent State. Kent State. Yeah, yeah it's it's not Kentucky. Oh my bad. <laughs> but I'm looking at that matchup because. You look at both teams who Kent State loves. T- I was watching a few game fun before the show. I should have known the school's name. My bad. Um, I was watching game film them, and they're a team that kind of like Mizzou in that regard, how they just love to sling the ball for like 30, 40 yards every play. Right. And you look at Illinois, which is more grounded, and they love to run the ball a lot more. So you think that one could be fun? I agree. Um, so it's two different play styles coming together for week one. I think that should be interesting. Here's one that I'm gonna I'm gonna pose to you, and you might not agree. It might come out of left field, but I'm gonna tell you why I'm interested in it um, after I say it. James Madison 
versus NC State. That's a good matchup. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, is, is James Madison, uh, FCS champions, I believe, reigning FCS champions. NC State, a team that always flies under that radar in the SEC in terms of football, or ACC, rather, in terms of football. You always hear about, like, Miami and, and to some extent, Maryland. Uh, and that's and Florida State. And that's really about it. NC State is definitely a team that goes on the radar. And the past few years, you always hear like NC State might be able to upset Miami. They might be able to upset Clemson. They got they're 20, always they got twenty two votes for a ranking. So they're they're they're, but James Madison is coming in, and they were dominant last year. Um, so uh, they play they play in the Colonial Athletic, which. Uh, which you know is in the same conference as uh, as that's the same conference as the University of Delaware, right? Which uh, I'm sure I'm sure you you know for for many reasons I'm contractually obligated to uh, to pay attention to that school's football team. Uh, makes sense. Yes, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. My, you know, with my girlfriend going there, I got gotta make sure I, I pay attention to all their all their athletics so that I can keep her in the know. Uh, but. So so I paid I paid attention to James Madison a lot last year because they reigned supreme in the CAA. I think this is going to be a great game. Uh, we're going to talk more about college football after the break, so uh, stay with us. Want to try something new this fall? Get on your feet and try a class at the School of Missouri Contemporary Ballet. Located at 110 Orr Street, Missouri Contemporary Ballet offers classes to those of all ages and experience levels. Class genres range from classical ballet to jazz. New students can try unlimited classes for two weeks for only $30. For more, go to MissouriContemporaryBallet.org or find them on Facebook or Twitter at Missouri Contemporary Ballet. It is with sound mind and body that I, James Fredericks III, after fighting with all direct family members for decades, leave my entire fortune of $32 million to the one friend I had in the end, the package delivery guy, Matt Sunger. Woohoo! Yeah! I had a feeling about this. Uh-huh. I'm rich! Oh, this cannot be happening. Actually, it's not happening. What? What? And it never will. I don't get it. There aren't even people here. That's just one of those murmuring sound effects. Seriously? Listen, if you want to have money in your future, don't rely on luck. Huh. Put 10 bucks away each month. Cook once in a while instead of eating out. Okay. Pay down your high-interest credit cards. Right. Small changes today, big bucks tomorrow. So, no inheritance? Uh, no. Go to FeedThePig.org for more free ideas. Feed the pig. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. And just to be clear, no inheritance, right? And we're back. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by Cole Tussing, and you're listening to KNC Sports. And so we've been talking a little bit about the uh, the morning games of college football on on Saturday. Uh, but let's transition now to the uh, the afternoon games. So uh, I'll, I'll look at you know kind of what the one to five games, right? What uh? Which ones pique your interest there, Cole? One to five. One to five. Well, we have to look at uh 
one of my favorite games probably of the entire opening college wall weekend. Number six, Washington versus number nine, Auburn. That's going to be so fun. It's in it. It's in Atlanta. It's not in, it's not in Alabama. They're playing at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, um, which is, you know, still brand spanking new. Still a beautiful, a beautiful soccer stadium, beautiful football stadium. Um, just all around a great atmosphere. Um, and it's going to be enhanced by that, by this matchup. My one fear is the fact that Washington, well, is in Washington. It's in Seattle. Atlanta is in Georgia. So the, the idea of Washington having even a semblance of quote unquote home field advantage is gone. Like, this game is being advertised, being played at a neutral ground. You know, both these teams are, you know, having to travel. No. Um, I've made that drive. Uh, we've My family going to our grandparents' house in North Carolina, we've stopped in Auburn and st- stayed the night. And then the next day, gone through Atlanta. That's not a road game. Like, that's basically in Auburn's backyard. Kind of similar to, like, the... SEC championship game last year. Exactly. That was Georgia Auburn. Exactly. The Georgia and Auburn are, you know, obviously Georgia is only about an hour and a half outside of, like Athens is only about an hour and a half outside of Atlanta. So that's essentially a home game for UGA. And then Auburn is, you know, maybe two two hours outside. It's 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 it's, it's an Auburn home game. And so the, the advertising as a neutral ground game is wrong, but. Needless to say, it will live up to the billing, I'm sure. This is a great matchup. You got Jared Stidham versus Jake Browning, which, man, that's that should be quite the heck of a quarterback matchup. It doesn't get much better than in college football. Well, then a University of Washington team that really came on the scene last season, almost out of, not necessarily out of nowhere, but... For them to be as high as they were in the rankings last season, I mean, people were actually putting them in as part of the college football playoff. I'm, for one, putting Washington in the college football playoff for me this year. It goes number one, Clemson. Then it goes number two, Georgia. Three, Wisconsin. And then four, Washington. Where's Bama? They're out. Just what? like last year, they were out. All righty. Um, that's, that's my college football playoff rankings. I still, I, I have to see a couple weeks of football before I make any predictions for the playoff. But uh, I think it's interesting. I think this game is going to be really fun. Uh, and I think it's going to be just a, a good one to watch. Uh, but another one I'm looking forward to for this kind of 1 to 5 p.m. slot is uh, is actually going to be Tennessee-West Virginia. That's a very interesting matchup. You look at... Tennessee, a program that has been trying to revive themselves a little bit after the Paul Butch Jones era. Yeah, but I mean they 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 just got a new coach in. They're they're trying to get their footing. Um, West Virginia, on the other hand, a team that has established itself well in the Big Twelve, despite being you know a million miles away from any other team in the Big Twelve. You know they're kind of that they're they're kind of that outlier. Right, they really belong in the ACC, but uh, conference realignment and all those contracts aren't going to expire till like twenty twenty three. So it's it's just it's interesting 
to kind of see the fact that West Virginia has had some success in the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, they're ranked number 17 in the nation, right? Absolutely. But, uh, but they're so just out of it in terms of where the teams in that conference are. Another game that I'm looking at at the same time is Washington State versus Wyoming. That one's interesting. Of course, we have to. We do have to pay quite a bit of attention as as students of the University of Missouri. We have to pay quite a bit of attention to Wyoming. That is the Tigers' week two matchup. Um, Washington State has always been kind of there. Absolutely, in and a way, they're a team that if you underrate them, they will drop fifty on you without a question asked. I come from a Michigan, but more importantly, a USC Trojan family. So there have been times where Washington State, like, for example, last year, where Washington State has killed USC. And, of course, Wyoming is Wyoming's already been in action. They, uh, they played last Saturday against New Mexico State, and they mopped the floor with them. 29-7 in New Mexico. The, the um, Wyoming just came in and, and torched these guys, right? So I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what they do at home against a Washington State team that is, you know, this will be their first, you know, this will be their first game of the season. Wyoming already has you know, some game time under their belt. So do you think the track record with Wyoming having that already is going to ease the pressure on a Washington State team? And, like, when you look at this game on paper, you should think Washington State's going to win this game by 40 because, you know, who's Wyoming? But you think Wyoming, since they have playing time already, they might do something against Washington State? I I think they very well could. I think, and this is, this is one of the few weeks where like where where you can say that you the, if these teams can't come up against each other in week three, no chance, right? But the fact is, Washington State is just getting out the gate. They don't have their feet under them yet completely. Wyoming, on the other hand, coming off of a blowout a blowout victory against New Mexico State, a team that, by the way, has produced big games against other teams, right? You know, New Mexico State might not be the best in terms of well anything but uh but they they've they've held their own against a lot of big teams they always schedule pretty big you know big power five teams against them every every season i know uh, AM used to play them all the time um but i could see this being a really close game the next game uh on my list is the game right after that is unlv versus usc once again i come from a Children family, so I'm definitely going to be watching that. That should be interesting. Uh, going off my family heritage, I guess that'll be that'll be a fun one. Well, we'll have to talk to our friend, our friend Turner, about that. Turner, uh, of course, uh, what's what, what's his show called? Uh, Undrafted with exactly Parker with Rim. Parker Rim, yeah. So yeah, so so I'm, I'm sure he'll be hyped about that. He loves his his UNLV team. But I know you may not draw to like the UNLV-USC matchup as much as I do, but you have to look at this USC matchup, and they don't have Ronald Jones, the running back. They don't have Juju Smith, and they don't have Sam Jarnold. Yeah. So, so the, it questions how is the program going to develop without those big names out there in the NFL. 
it will be it will be interesting. Um, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to bet this is gonna be a fun one. And of course, USC ranked number fifteen. They're gonna have they're gonna want to try to justify that. So it'll be interesting to see. And of course, uh, we 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 can't talk about that one to three block without uh, without talking about uh, the 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 main event here in Columbia. Uh, the the Missouri Tigers taking on the uh, Tennessee Martin Skyhawks. Um, and I can, I can give you the full rundown of that if you'd like. <laughs> I think we should have a full conversation. Why not since we are in Columbia? It's, it's I am calling that game. <laughs> right, so let's go in depth, shall we? So UT Martin, I know you are broadcasting the game. So what do you see in UT Martin that could maybe give Mizzou some trouble in week one? Absolutely nothing. I've looked at I've looked at their stats. I've looked at their I've looked at their you know their everything. Um, their 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 quarterback situation. I mean, Dresser Win is probably going to be their their starting quarterback. Um, he's nothing to write home about. Um, in, in terms of the quarterback to quarterback matchup, I mean, Drew Locke is Drew Locke, so he's gonna he's gonna torch the poor kid. Um. I mean, their defense, their secondary, maybe they might have one or two D backs that could actually do a little bit, but in the end, this UT Martin team, like, you know, remember last season, uh, the first game of the year against Missouri State, but yeah, and now, it was a shootout, right? Now it's a, like, is UT Martin gonna score as much as most states? No, it was a shootout. No, they won't. Um, just just looking just looking at their offense. Let me let me kind of just. Let me let me pull it up. Let me let me get you their stats because the UT Martin offense just above all is nothing to write home about, right? And I mean, to an extent, Mizzou's isn't either. But I mean, like last season, uh, one of their one of their top receivers, Jalen Moore, not not to be confused with with Jamon, uh, you know. But Jalen Moore, right, had 18 receptions, 297 yards, four touchdowns. His longest reception was 67 yards. That was his. That was his season stats. That wasn't after like three games or something. That was after a whole year. Um, their other wide receiver, uh, uh, Donnell Williams, had only seven catches last year. Right over the entire season, like half of Mizzou's wide receiving core can get that in like three games. So like. A lot of these guys just, just admittedly, are very inexperienced. They, they, they barely got any starts last season. There's not, you know, they're, they're nothing to write home about. Uh, then you look at Dresser Wynn, their quarterback. He's a true sophomore. This is only his second season under center, um, and he, he only had five, he only had five touchdown passes all last year. So you don't think it's going to be a shootout like no, most no, no, day no, was no, where no. most day will drop four? Not at all. Not at all. So how do you think the scoring is going to go down? We'll go more in depth this game, obviously, but how do you think the scoring is going to go down? For it's going to be a blowout. That's that. I, I think. I think maybe at most the Skyhawks maybe get two touchdowns, but I think you know this is just, this might sound bad, but I, I I'm completely I'm completely writing them off. Uh, I, I think they are not going to show up at all. It's going to be a complete mopping. It's going to be a game that instills confidence in the new Derek Dooley offense. I think the Tigers are going to come out. If Derek if Derek Dooley is smart, 
And I, I figure he's somewhat smart. I mean, Dallas Cowboys. Exactly. He'll have looked at the tape of last year, Mizzou, right? And he'll know that the best thing to do for this offense is to give it to Drew Locke and let him sling it. And I think that I think that's what's going to happen is we're going to see a lot of long bombs from Drew is going to hit. The, the, we're, we're not going to have the pro- the Tigers aren't going to have the problems they did last year where half the team drops every pass they're throwing at, right? Like that's not going to be an issue. Drew's going to sling it, and it's just going to be it's going to be easy. And then when when the slinging doesn't work, hand it off to Demarie Crockett, and he's still a great running back, right? Fair enough. Like, so this game is not going to be a game; it's going to be a massacre. So you're you went back to it's been a little bit and. I would say that's one thing that Mizzou has the advantage over UT Martin here because you look at Mizzou's O-line, and if I'm not mistaken, it the O-line is top 10 in the nation, and you have guys like Paul Adams returning who, in my opinion, he should— He's NFL caliber. And he's he's one of the he's one of the uh, captains of the, of the team this season. Right. Um, and and you're, you're absolutely right on that. You got Paul Adams. Uh, let's, let's see. This, I, I just want to look at—let's look at the offense first, right? Look at all the—, all the Guys who are coming back for the offense. Drew. Drew Locke is going to be great. I think Emmanuel Hall is going to have a great season. You look at Demarie Crockett and Larry Roundtree. That's going to be the hardest decision of Derek Dooley's career is trying to figure out which one of those guys to start. Albert Okawebenam is coming back. And if nothing else, the Drew Locke-Albert Okawebenam connection is something that every Missouri Tiger fan should be excited about, Right. You know, even guys who might not have had the biggest year last year, like Nate Brown, right? Still going to be a great receiver. Jonathan Johnson's going to be great. Um, just and that's just that's the offensive side, right? The defensive side is maybe not as exciting. Well, you have guys like Terry Beckner Jr. He's going to be Logan. good. He's going to be ter- ter- Terry Beckner Jr. Uh, I I could see being really good. Um, Troy Williams, I could see being pretty good. He had 20 tackles last year, four for loss and three sacks and a forced fumble. I mean, that's really good. Um, DeMarcus AC, I could see he had 48 tackles last year. Like that's, that's just great. And he was, he was a sophomore for that. Um, I think the defense, this entire year, not just the UT Martin game, it's all going to come down to whether they are fish or not. Terry Beckner has goes out on his final year. It's all depend on if the defense can stay healthy. That's my Definitely. number one concern. Definitely. And I think I think that it could really be like it, it would be it's gonna be a big time boost if this defense comes out and really show, shows shows the whole world that they can play and they, they are a force to be reckoned with. The offense it's obvious. Drew Locke's gonna sling it. Demario Crockett on the ground. As long as that just keeps getting, as long as that keeps rolling, that offense is not going to be a problem for Missouri. It's about keeping the other team off the board that I'm kind of concerned about for the Tigers. I'm not concerned about it for the UT Martin game. That's not going to be a problem. Like Skyhawks aren't going to get anything against this Tiger defense. But looking later in the season, even even just a week after, Wyoming is going to probably prove at least a little bit of a problem for this defense. You know. Uh, but we can we can kind of cap that off. Uh, we're getting we're getting close to the end of our time here, Cole, my friend. So let's look at let's look at the evening games. Uh, what is one evening game that sticks out to you? That you know, kind of five o'clock to the end of the night. Well, one game that really sticks out to me is 
Cincinnati versus UCLA, which these are mm. both two teams that, in my opinion, go under the radar. And like I was mentioned before with Texas Tech, they have the weapons like on paper, but when it comes to actual game time, they either really develop and they really show out or it's very underwhelming. I think that's going to be a good game as well. I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm going to give you two big games. Two big games that I think are must-watches. If you if you own a television or if you if you can get to a television and you have the remote control, you have to flip it to one of these games. And actually, you can watch both. 6.30 p.m., Michigan versus Notre Dame. That's a game I'm really looking forward That's to. That's going to be one of those game of the year sort of situations. The other one I'm looking at, 9.45, Arizona versus BYU. I think that could be an upset. I think it could as well. Um, those those two games are the must watches for that kind of evening block. Absolutely. Um, now, quickly, uh, Sunday and Monday, you have one matchup each. You have the tournament change, the U Miami going up against number twenty five LSU. Then on Monday, you have number twenty Virginia Tech versus number nineteen Florida State. Both of those matchups are going to be super fun. Me, I think I think definitely. Uh, Virginia Tech against Florida State will be a whole lot more fun than uh, than Miami LSU. You have to you have to look at you have to look at Florida State. They're starting a new era down in down in Tallahassee, right? Um, Jimbo is gone. Jimbo has Jimbo has moved on to uh, gr- greener, more uh, more more Texan, less less hurricane prone pastures. Um, and so Florida State's gonna have to figure out a way to. Respond. They got uh they got Taggart in right Willie Taggart, who turned the the Florida it's not Florida who turned Oregon around for the most part. Oregon had gone through a couple bad years there, and he, he brought them back to at least a respectable record. And they're actually they're they're in the top twenty five now, right? They're they're number twenty four. So Florida State is in the same kind of predicament. Where they had a, they had an abysmal season last year, especially compared to re, uh, compared to recent seasons where they were like challenging for the national championship. I mean, they were nowhere close. So, so do you think Virginia Tech is gonna sound the can off? I mean, I'm sorry, it's not in Virginia Tech. Yeah, no, it's it's in FSU. No, I actually don't. I think I think in Tallahassee, this is going to be this is gonna be FSU's game. And we can we we I, I wish that we had our I wish that we had our friend Parker on the show, the 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 big FSU guy himself, but um, I think that I think this could be a big moment for uh, for Florida State. And this is gonna you know start off their season. I think they're gonna do it the right way. Okay, so let's talk about the Sunday game Miami versus LSU before our show wraps up. Do you think Miami is going to have a turnover chain prop as much as they did last year or I think they're going to retire it. I think after they got after they kind of got embarrassed near the end of that if they had won the national championship, right? If they'd won the national championship then I'd keep it. That that thing that thing would live on forever. But the fact is they blew it. Um and so because they blew it I, I think the turnover chain is retired. It's sort of like the, uh, you know, the, the Texas A&M turnover, like, s- stick they had. Do you remember that? They had this, this like, they had this, 
um, this stick that they busted out, and the only time I saw it was against UCLA, right? And they were they were beaten up on UCLA at the beginning of the season. They busted out this this stick, right? And all the, all the defenders were prancing around with the stick. They're making a big deal about it. And then they blew that game. And you know what you didn't see for the rest of the season? The stick. The only turnover, the only one that I think may retire is Tennessee's uh, The Bucket. If I'm not mistaken, that may the, be retired. Or, the, or I, I think the the teams with the the turnover trash can. Yes. I think I think that's a great tradition. And that's not that's not showboating. That's just like that's fun. I think I think every team should have a turnover trash can. Um, I think uh, you, you know what I think is really going to happen. Going to return. The University of Kansas is losing record. And with that, we can wrap up the show. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, so. I know that was a great way to end it, but do you want to say that fact of Furman versus Clemson before? Oh we yes, the yes. Show? Thanks for reminding me. I, I did want to talk about that. So that's an interesting story, um, and I, I don't have all the details of it. I can actually probably look it up. Uh, but uh, basically, the, the kind of cool story coming into this is that one of Furman's players, I think it's actually their quarterback, um, is a. Uh, is a student at Clemson. I, I just found the article. It's on, it's on Sports Illustrated. It's uh, it, the, the the headline is literally Furman QB Harris Roberts wild week ahead as both Clemson student and Clemson opponent. If you want to go look that up, go ahead and do it. Basically, the synopsis is he goes to school at Clemson. He's an engineering student, but he's also the quarterback at Furman. Um and I'm not entirely sure about how that works. I, I only just saw the headline, and I thought, oh, that's really cool. So, so you know, be, be my guest to go look at that article. I'm going to go look at the article when we're done here. But I think that just that as a storyline is pretty cool going into this game. And obviously, Clemson's going to destroy them. The game's in Clemson. Exactly. It's, it's in Clemson. Furman is, you know, nothing really to be worried about. But uh, I think it's, just, it's a cool little tidbit, you know, that kind of adds to an otherwise, you know, meaningless number two against Cupcake game. And I don't mean to uh, repeat your ending, the great ending, but once again, Nichols versus Kansas. Kansas will have a losing record this year. I'm sure they'll beat they'll be Nichols. They're, they're not, you know, they're, they're bad, but they're not terrible. Um, But yeah. But but anyway, that that's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back uh, same time next week. Uh, we can recap what happened over the college football weekend. And, of course, uh, a couple of, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of sports things that are happening. You know, Stroh's are on a six-game win streak. Mono Ginobili retired. Congratulations to him on that. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, that's all for now. Yeah.